0: Thank you And welcome to another episode of Live Till Five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. This is episode 249. On this Friday, January 19th, 3.05 p.m. here at the KHMG studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, KHMG. Been on the air almost 22 years. Coming up on 22 years. And this is our... 249th episode of this show called Live Till 5 where we hope to entertain you, educate you inform you and edify you in your Friday afternoon drive time or while you're sitting at your desk listening online through khmg.org listening through an app on your smartphone or your mobile device or whether you're listening to the rebroadcast on Saturday from noon to 2 or Sunday nights from 7 to 9pm if you ever miss the show we rebroadcast in its entirety all two hours of it Noon to two, Saturday, 7 and 9 p.m. Sunday night. Catch us on The Rebound when we rebroadcast the entire two hours. We know many of you can't listen for two straight hours. You're catching a little bit here and a little bit there as you're driving about. You just pick the kids up from school. You're sitting in car line. You're running the grocery store. You're heading into work. You're running an errand. You're coming back from, from some kind of sports practice. And you just turn on the radio for a moment. Well, half a day to you. You can always download the podcast after the fact. We usually get that podcast completed sometime a few hours after the show is done. It's uploaded to khmg.org, and you can download there. We also put a link on our social media, Facebook. Find us, Harvest Family Radio Guam, on Facebook. Follow us, and then you get notified anytime we put a link to a new podcast, not only this show, but many other great shows we produce here locally at KHMG. We're just glad to have you with us today. It is Friday, January 19th, 3.07 p.m., and uh, we intend to have a great show today. It's going to be a fun show, and want to talk a little bit about it being the month of January, of course. You know, January is a very full month. A lot of things happening in January, and January itself represents uh, a month of celebrations or observances, including but not limited to National Braille Literacy Month. National Candy Month, National Clean Up Your Computer Month, National Oatmeal Month, National Personal Self-Defense Awareness, Physiotherapy Month, Polka Music Month, Poverty in America Awareness Month, Radon Action Month. Not such a big issue here on Guam, as far as I know. That's usually if you have basements and uh, you don't have good ventilation in your house, you can have a radon problem. Uh, Let's see here. National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month, Skating Month, Stalking Awareness, Soup, Staying Healthy, Thank You Month, Train Your Dog Month. Hey, all you people out there with dogs, train your dog this month. Volunteer Blood Donor Month, Wheat Bread Month, Oatmeal Month, Prune Breakfast Month, Retail Bakers Month, Rising Star Month, Self-Help Group Awareness and uh, let's see, Teen Driving Awareness Month, to name a few. Let me put a little mark here on my list so that I know where I left off next week. Now, as far as this week goes, it is today the 19th. You might be listening on Saturday the 20th or Sunday the 21st. A couple of things that are happening this weekend. Bald Eagle Appreciation Days is the 20th and 21st. Really a non-observance here on Guam because we don't have any bald eagles that I'm aware of. However, in the States... A lot of bald eagles. It is our national bird. Career Builder Challenge, 17th through the 21st. So just wrapping that up. Hunt for Happiness Week starts on the 21st. International Hoof Care Week, 23rd through the 26th. Care for your hooves, people. International Printing Week ends this weekend on the 21st. International Snowmobile Safety and Awareness Week, the 20th through the 28th. Again, kind of like bald eagle appreciation. You know what a snowmobile is, but... You know, you probably don't have to spend any time. I'd be curious if there's a single snowmobile on the island of Guam or if there ever even has been. That'd be very interesting. Uh, let's see here. National Activity Professionals Week, the 21st to the 27th. Might go on, along with that Physiotherapy Day. Certified Registered Nurse Anesthesist Week, 21st to the 27th. Clean Out Your Inbox Week, 22nd to the 26th. National Drug and Alcohol Awareness, 22nd to the 28th. National Handwriting Analysis, 21st to the 27th. School Choice Week, 21st to the 27th. Et cetera. Many, many things happening. I think the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah is happening this week as well. Okay. And then special daily observances. Today is Archery Day. Confederate Memorial Day. Gun Appreciation Day, Popcorn Day, Robert E. Lee's birthday in the state of Florida. I don't know what other day they celebrate in other states, but uh, let's see here. Tin Can Day and World Day of Migrants and Refugees. Tomorrow is Camcorder Day. For those of you young people listening, Camcorder was a handheld device that would record video onto film so it's called a camera recorder or camcorder i'm actually holding my hand in the camcorder position and your parents can explain this to you if you're listening right now why would someone hold their hand in the camcorder position those who have ever had a camcorder they know exactly what i'm talking about inauguration day uh let's see here butter crunch day cheese lovers day is tomorrow national coffee break day convenient it's on a saturday uh, Disc Jockey Day, Penguin Awareness Day, and Soup Swap Day. 21st is National Granola Bar Day. I, I like me some granola bars, by the way. A really good quality granola bar. Those are great. I think it's because when I was a kid, if I went on a camp trip, like to go to camp or go camping or to go uh, do something fun, my parents would always put granola bars in my bag. For some reason... Granola bars magically are supposed to sustain you. If you ever get separated from your camping party and you're stuck in the wilderness for for weeks on end, you can live off just a few nature, valley, peanut butter, granola bars. The crunchy kind, those are the best. Anyway, granola bar day is the 21st. Hugging day, sanctity of human life day, or pro-life day is Sunday. We are going to recognize that at our church this Sunday. Many churches all across the world will be doing that as well. New England clam chowder day. It's clam chowder, squirrel appreciation, world religion, and world snow day, the 22nd Better Business Communication Day, Celebration of Life Day, National Answer Your Cat's Questions Day, National Blonde Brownie Day, Roe versus Wade Day is the 22nd, and World Snowboard Day, the 23rd, uh, let's see here, Measure Your Feet Day, Handwriting Day, Pie Day, Rhubarb Pie Day. Uh, Let's see here. Rid the world of fad diets and gimmicks day. I've never heard of that before. Snowplow mailbox hockey day. So in the States and other places where they get a lot of snow, apparently some snowplow drivers get frustrated and they start knocking over people's mailboxes with their plows, apparently. The 24th, belly laugh day. Change of pet's life day. uh, International mobile phone recycling day. Compliment Day is on the 24th. Peanut Butter Day. And Talk Like a Grizzled Prospector Day is on the 24th. The 25th, next Thursday. A Room of One's Own Day. Uh, Let's see. Macintosh Computer Day. National IV Nurses Day. Weather Day. Observe Weather's Day. Observe the Weather Day, that is, which we do here every day. Opposite Day. Thank your mentor day and women's healthy weight day, to name a few. That's what's happening over this next week, and uh, a lot happening in this month. Of course, January is a great month, uh, not just here at Harvest and Harvest Family Radio, but all around the island. It's a lot of fun because uh, there's just a lot to do. The weather's been amazing around here lately. Can I get an amen to that? It has been beautiful in the evenings, a little bit breezy hopped into the uh, above-ground swimming pool last night and was freezing, actually, when I got out. Not because of the water, but because of the breeze. Maybe you've experienced that recently. See people starting to wear long sleeves in the evenings? Yep, it's it's doable here in Guam. And uh, it's only magnified by the fact that all our friends in the States are in the coldest weather they're going to experience all year has been this last week. So, really really blessed to be here in our sunny weather. Now it is Friday, January 19th. We're going to take a short break for a little Harvest Highlights. It's 3.15 p.m. here at KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Episode 249. Stick around for Harvest Highlights and a lot more live till five. Don't go away. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's 3.22 p.m. on this Friday, January 19th. Here in studio with us today, Lawrence Nangast is not. I just said that kind of like Yoda. Lawrence Nangast is not with us in studio today. But a suitable substitute is Brian Lennart, no stranger to the radio program. Brian, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Jared?
0: Doing great. Sebastian, happily sitting here, waiting to serve up a, a great quiz for us, Sebastian. How's your day going? Uh, it's going great today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And Chris Harper, all around good guy, station manager, is here as well. Chris, how's your week been so far? Pretty busy week. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was a full week.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd like to say it's over, but we still have to get through no. this and.
2: No, not over yet.
0: Not over. Not over. <laughs> and until. That lady sings that they talk about. So hey, uh, it's three twenty-three on Friday, January nineteenth. This is episode two hundred and forty-nine. Next week is episode two fifty. That's a big deal. We should do something. Oh yeah. We
2: should get free drinks from the hub.
0: We. That's a start. <laughs> I would
2: recommend maybe like
0: treats or something. But then. Yes, but we're.
2: <laughs> yeah. Three of us in the room ah, right enough.
0: now are all on Chris. a weight loss <laughs> plan. And so it would not be right for us unless people listening could make low-carb, low-sugar treats that are high in taste. They can be high-fat, low-carb, low-sugar, but high in taste, high in nutritional value. They have to look nice and smell good. And they have to be delivered here right around 3 o'clock next Friday. So if anyone's interested (laughs) out there in the listening audience, the millions of listeners, I imagine someone's got to have a heart. For not only, you know, three guys trying to, you know, just live long enough to see their great grandchildren, but also <laughs> uh, trying to watch our waistlines. So, it's just, you know, take it or leave Someone it. Someone out there. It's just a hint. It's not. It's not. It's not mandatory or anything like that. Well, but that's yeah. good. So, and today's theme, of course, oh, is winging it. By the way, so winging it, or winging it, if uh, if you're from where I'm from. But uh, before we get into that, I do want to just take a minute and thank The Hub for providing this delectable portion of the show, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, offering an endless varieties of coffees, teas, baked goods, a bunch of gifts down there, some super nice people. And you know what? They even have some sugar-free treats besides the bottled waters and the LaCroix. Uh, so I like it a lot. I go there every day. So let's play a little What's in My Coffee? sugar-free edition three of us have a sugar-free drink chris does not because he doesn't have to worry about that kind of stuff he can just live dangerously eat whatever he wants do you know he goes base <laughs> jumping on the weekends and eat all the bread he wants yep yeah, yep yeah, he's a he's a he throws knives as a hobby he eats fire he does all kinds of crazy as his assistant yeah he jumps motorcycles <laughs> over buildings things like that so Anyway uh speaking of living dangerously
2: Chris you're drinking something that's dangerously green it's a green cold drink with ice in it now this i I don't prefer this drink this is not this is not my drink however, I've seen people drinking this it's and popular. they love it yes yeah, it's po- popular. popular I don't know why it's popular <laughs>
0: Chris has never been one to mince words. Taken... He's he's being an honest an honest consumer here.
2: Well, I got to tell you it it tastes a little bit um it tastes like there's a little bit of um material in there. Like mm-hmm. there it's got some
0: So, I've heard some, some people call it earthy. Would earthy, earthy be a good term? It's
2: earthy. Um it it is there it there's it it doesn't just taste like straight liquid. Yes. It tastes like there's some maybe some uh, I don't know what to call it except there's some uh, particles, particles, suspended particles. Yeah, there's some <laughs> particles in there as well. There's
0: turbidity. What's the turbidity? turbidity? Yeah, yeah, it's sure. it has some some little things floating in there. So and it's what? Green. It, why don't you describe? Yeah, describe the kind of green though, because green could be like it's lime kind of like, green.
2: It's kind of like if you went to the. I don't know if you've been to an army surplus store. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you go to an army surplus store and pick out maybe one of the hats that yep. you can wear into the jungle.
0: Yep. Like yep. when you're a
2: kid, you yep. pretend like you're in a battle yes. or something. Mm-hmm. You pretend. buy one of those hats. Yep. Yeah, pretend. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I never was actually <laughs> yep. in one. But you you buy one of those hats like from army surplus. Yep. It's got that color green to it. I believe that the yeah. official name is drab. Drab, drab. Okay. Yeah, it's a drab green. Yep. And um it's not sugar free.
0: It's not sugar free. That should be, you know, so, enough I mean, for some people. I want that drab green, non sugar free drink that Chris had that he really doesn't like.
2: Order that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Order that. It's really popular. All the cool kids are drinking it. Yes. Well, we'll reveal what that is for those playing at home. You might already be guessing because it is a uh, polarizing flavor. It's I think a polarizing it is. ingredient. Some it people must be. love it and they'll literally have it in everything ice cream. Uh, their their drinks, things like that. Other people, it's just their least favorite thing. Yeah. So I think we just found what group you're in. Sebastian, yours is three quarters gone. Yes.
3: Well, it has some flavor, surprisingly. You know, I don't really think there's much flavor in sugar-free
0: drinks. Well, I, 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 they have sugar-free syrups and stuff they can put in there. I Did must you know have that? that. Yeah, you can because have sugar-free vanilla syrup. I think that's really exactly good. What sugar-free it is.
3: hazelnut. Sugar-free coconut. Because I think this is like a, it tastes like a. Uh, vanilla cold brew but i'm like i don't understand because there is a slight sweetness there but it's mm-hmm. I, yes. it's like a forbidden sweetness like i shouldn't be able to <laughs> taste sweetness. it i know it's sugar-free
0: nice <laughs> that is great that is great so
3: i'm going with a uh
0: vanilla cold brew with uh, with a sugar-free syrup okay all right yeah. we'll find out here in a second brian yours looks like water to me that's why you took it because you didn't want to be thrown off of your plan
1: <laughs> exactly I'm a little, you know, I don't know what this one. It it's a fruit splash, okay. I believe with it, it tastes to me like a diet cream soda. Mm. But I know they don't serve
2: that. Or I'm coconut? Could it be a coconut flavor? I think
1: it's probably vanilla, just like vanilla. vanilla. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen them serve this, so that's why I'm not not sure on this. But maybe they do a vanilla fruit splash. Yeah, I would yeah. say a diet vanilla or sugar free vanilla fruit splash
0: they have sugar-free vanilla they They do oh yeah Yeah. i'm i am the uh single highest consumer of all their sugar-free products so they do have exactly what you just described and i order it all the time (laughs) and you can actually get that with they'll put a a splash of milk in it and it makes it creamy colored and it tastes even more like a cream soda
1: that's um
0: if that is what it is
1: right is that it
0: no, I don't know. No. That's from your BC days. Right. Um, this, the, I think it's. I just call it a sugar-free uh, vanilla fruit splash. But we'll see because I don't know. I haven't seen the list yet. This one I'm drinking. I'm the only one drinking a hot drink. It has a tea bag, uh, little label hanging out the side, so I know it's tea. It does. Let me see here. Ah, for your listening pleasure. Um, it's it's really hot. Uh, and it it has a little milk to it. And it has no sweetness.
2: Sugar-free London Fog.
0: Uh, I think it's it's just a hot milk tea. Oh, okay. they didn't even put. Yeah. A, they can make this into a London Fog if they added the sugar-free vanilla syrup. It would be a London Fog. Oh, fo- right. London Fog, <laughs> London Fog. That's a different. That's thing what happens to you when you get thrown history. in a London jail. You get yeah. London flogged. Okay, <laughs> so we have a uh, drink number one, sugar-free vanilla fruit splash right there. But there's no hey. fruit, so it's just a sugar-free vanilla splash. It's really good. And what I do is I drink it halfway down. Then I go up and have them put some more soda water in it. (laughs) That's just kind of a cheap way, getting two drinks for one. Uh, Who had drink number two? Who's that? Me? That's me. That's you. Okay. Chris, you have the matcha uh, almond milk. Matcha almond milk. There you go. Uh, Let's see here. It's
2: interesting because I don't like it so much. Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) You have the sugar-free, Sebastian sugar-free caramel cold brew what that's no calories no sugar you can drink that all day long i've never heard of that sugar free caramel you know this whole world is full of things that you're just every day is a new discovery sugar free caramel syrup you can get that in anything and then i have the royal milk tea which i believe is let's see what kind of tea bag oh it's the organic breakfast tea And then it has a little milk in it. Super hot. Tastes really good. The Royal Milk Tea. Royal Milk Tea. It's very good. I I might get it at some point. Oh, yeah. I really like it. And the milk actually smooths the tea out a little bit, so it's not just that strong tea flavor. There we go. All right. Yeah. Very good. So there we go. Thank you to the Hub for providing all these wonderful drinks. We really do enjoy it. It's great. And uh, we're going to play a little quiz here in just a moment. I want to take a short break again. And um, let's see here. What? What? kind of song should I play maybe a little Scottish since Brian is a redhead partially redhead
2: <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, uh, everyone,
0: he's got this glowing red hair it's curly you picture Ronald McDonald he's got like a huge red afro and he's wearing a purple striped shirt and I just thought maybe in a kilt goes along it with always the distracts song. distracts me when he's just sitting so, to me. Yeah. I know. I thought the kilt would kick it off but not yeah, my fake yeah. red hair. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to play Sebastian's Quiz. So listeners, stick around. It is episode 249 on this Friday, January 19th, 333 in the KHMG studios. We'll be right back after this. a little more live till 5 I'm your host Jared Baldwin it's 3.36pm on this Friday January 19th episode 249 if you ever miss part of the show tune in Saturdays noon to 2 Sunday nights 7 to 9pm catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on KHMG you can also listen online you know you don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore just go to our website khmg.org listen just click the button that says listen just do it just go there just do that no more radio needed And you can just listen from your desk. You can also download the podcast and podcasts of many other great programs that we produce here at KHMG. You can also download these different apps to like your iPad, your iPhone, your Samsung, any type of smart device and your computer, might I add. And you can listen through those apps as well. And then of course, you can let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio, Guam. And uh, leave, give us a little thumbs up, follow us, then you'll get notified anytime we upload something new. Harvest family Radio is also on Instagram. Am I correct about that, Chris? Yes. okay. where
2: wh- how do they find us on Instagram? Uh, Instagram uh, handle is at Harvest family Radio and we post photos every day there from around the island. They're all just local landscape. Photos. Yep, and my so. wife, my wife informed me because
0: I, I use Instagram a little bit just to follow my kids and a few <laughs> few things like Harvest Family Radio and stuff. And you said this back in early December, and I said, "Oh, great! Then you can uh, save some of those great pictures you load there." And my wife said, "You don't know Instagram." that you can't do that you can't actually save someone else's pictures from instagram or anything like that so anyway no. i stand corrected screenshot it took me took me a month to admit <laughs> it but yes and then we're also on twitter
2: right on twitter yes every day yeah on Twi- pretty much every day on twitter you just uh, look up the harvest weekdays. family radio on twitter and it'll harvest pop up. fam radio see they don't you give know. you enough characters to oh, say family true. so it's yeah. just fam. harvest fam radio but yeah that's our uh, instagram nice Yes, I do. Not I follow enough. you on Instagram, but I only
0: check Instagram maybe once a day, like right before I go to bed, to see how my kids are doing, uh, what they're actually not how they're doing, what they're doing, and how much they're spending on it. So pretty much, that's that's uh, why I get on Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, some of the coolest pictures. You guys should check it out. Uh, Harvest Family Radio on uh, Instagram, to, to Twitter. Follow. And what well, you you work
2: here? Sebastian
3: Paulo. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. I, I barely use Instagram. Like I I, me I, too. I I got it, and then I was like, because everyone else is getting it, and then for some <laughs> reason I was just like, anytime someone adds me on there, I'm like, you know what? I better let them know I'm still alive. So I'll yeah. add just like some funny pictures, sure, and like never anything. Just always funny yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, let you. him know I'm still alive. Yeah,
2: That's good.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is good. Okay. Well, guys, uh, I think uh, Sebastian has worked diligently. Our, our theme today, of course, is winging it or just winging it. And uh, Sebastian, of course, has worked on a little Quizlet for us. And so we're going to take a little time with his uh, epic quiz music. Sebastian. It is time for...
3: A plane quiz. <laughs> ah. A plane quiz. It's a quiz about planes.
0: You see, yeah. and the theme today is just winging it. So planes. Well, yeah, winging it. I see what you did yeah. there. Yep. I plane. hope it
2: doesn't crash and burn. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Oh boy. Let's get this thing pa- off the pa- ground. Yeah. Uh,
3: possible. I had. You guys are lucky. Cause I was going to do about angel. Angel wings.
0: Or that's much Chicken harder wing. to make fun of. Yes. From it is. previous experience. <laughs> Jared, you should get at least two of these on here, right? Okay. All right. I'm, All right. I don't know how to take
3: that, but uh, let's go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So it's about planes. All right. Here we go. Taking off now. We're taking off. Okay. Um, question number one. We'll start with J- uh, uh, Brian. B- uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian, and go around uh, the Jared Brian. and then Chris. So, which Air Force aircraft was named the Strato Fortress? A B fifty two. I'll just say the names. B fifty two bomber. Uh, C-121, B-29, or C-130? A.
2: A. The (laughs) B-52? Yes, the (laughs) B-52. Okay, I'll go with the wisdom of the... Group here, the
3: B-52. Yeah, it's the B-52. Isn't that... Yes. They, they
2: came to... They're on Guam,
3: they're right? They're here right yeah. now. So
2: I figured most of us should I yes. grew up with the sound of B-52s flying over because you, I grew up near... Fairchild near or? Fairchild? Fairchild okay. Air Force Base, yeah. and no. that's what we had. Wow. Yep. All the... that was. I think that's the that was the biggest B-52 base uh, that there could was. Could be. Could
0: yeah. be. I think that's what they call a SAC base, a Strategic Air Command Base. Yeah, so, it's the yeah.
3: symbol of U.S. military strategic power. That's right. The and there's 52
0: bomber. A, they're here to be timed with the upcoming start of the Olympics in South Korea.
3: It was first, yeah, it was first delivered in production in 1954, originally designed with a fighter style cockpit.
0: By it, the way, Lawrence got that right too. He's listening in the car, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: you know, Give so a point. The, the fighter style cockpit, that's where it's like the one in front of the other, right? Yeah. The two pilots. But yeah, so it was, it was redesigned to have the pilot and co-pilot sit side by side. So mm-hmm. that's what it is now. Okay. Next question. The infamous year of 1903 saw Orville and Wilbur fly their aircraft, aircraft for the world's first flight. What was the famous date in history? October 1st, February 9th, January, uh, June 3rd, or December 17th? So basically, if I just... How about m- month? Yeah, just the month. I mean, October, February, June, or December. October. What
1: wrong with October.
3: February... June or December?
0: Uh, let's see. I would say June. June. Um, and then I'll give you It's Lawrence's in North Carolina, answer.
2: right? So it's not going to be a weather issue is it that um if they're flying the plane uh, i'm gonna say february uh, and yep. lawrence also says february by the way
3: he, yeah. he could cheat he could he could totally he could be <laughs> google right now it's the uh, uh, <laughs>
0: Lindsay could be feeding him the answer <laughs> he's
2: an honest person he's yeah but
3: we, we trust him because he got this wrong along with all of you oh december 17th wow. wow the town of kitty hawk north carolina was put on the map on this date after orville wright stayed aloft for 12 seconds and 120 feet brother wilbur attempted the flight just four days earlier but failed surely he didn't die then I don't no
0: think, no he didn't he didn't although uh one of them did die uh
2: i think both have yeah, died they, by they now they...
0: Yeah. one of them died related to uh like way before the other and the other one ended up stop oh, okay. stopping but gotcha. yes yes you're right they're they're both gone i'm sure i'm sure
3: one of might have died. Well, no points here. Uh, okay. I guess I'll just pencil in Lawrence because well, why not? Um, yeah, might as well. Uh, everyone got the first one right, and everyone got the
0: second one wrong. So you no got points that on
2: Lawrence, you got it wrong. We should have other listeners vote in by text.
0: That'd be <laughs> hey, great. Anyone like. that wants to chime in right now? Yeah.
2: All
3: right. Next question. In the early 1930s, Boeing, Lockheed, and Tri-Motors were the top three aircraft manufacturers. The owner of TriMotors decided to get out of the business and quit. Who was this person? Harry Truman, Rogers Hornsby, Al Capone, or Henry Ford?
1: <laughs> no, Henry Ford. Henry Ford.
0: I would go with Henry Ford as Henry. well.
2: Okay. Listen for Lawrence's answer. Well. Um, I have Lawrence's answer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was quick. The collective wisdom thing worked last time. Henry Ford, Lawrence also
0: says Henry Ford.
3: Oh, maybe I need to make these harder. Yeah, it's Henry Ford. No, it's not yeah, harder.
1: It's
0: we're not just we're just smarter well, well, than that average. Well, that is that is a good question, I mean, though, right? Al yeah, it's not, it be Al maybe it was a well, no, I don't know. I, all right, Hensby uh, I think was a jazz trumpeter or something.
3: <laughs> Ford inherited the aircraft company when he bought out the interest of other partners in the Stout Metal Plane Company. The Ford Two <laughs> AT was the first all-metal airliner in the United States. Just an interesting fact. You could get it in any color you want as long as it was black. As long as it was black. Okay, next question. The U.S. Army Air Corps. 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 Thank you. Uh, No, here. The U.S. Army Air Corps.
0: or is it corpse? It's corpse. A corpse is a dead body. Well, I
3: know what a corpse
0: is, but... No. So if it has a E... Why does it have a P in it, then? It's, it's core. It's, a, it's from a French word, I believe. But a corpse <laughs> would be with an E in it. So without the E, it's corpse. Like Marine Corps, Air Corps. Right. So it's yes. an
3: aero lane. We're that having is. some popcorn later. <laughs> yeah, That's what I don't yeah. get. Okay, here we go. The U.S. Army Air Corps Thank became you. the U.S. Army Air Forces in 1941. When did the USAAF become the completely independent U.S. Air Force? 1951, 1947,
1: 1954, 1957. Oh, boy. This isn't fair. 41, 47,
3: (laughs) 51, or 57? 51, 47, 54, 57.
1: Okay. Hmm. 51, 47,
3: 54, There are people shouting it at the radio
1: right now. I want to let me because no, people on this island oh. know this. <laughs> I'm going 57. 5'7.
3: And
0: what year did you it say he became, became the U.S. Army Air Forces in 1941? Okay, okay. I would say 47. 47. Right after World War II. I we had to study this back in the day, but I forgot. Uh,
2: okay. Um, my I, I believe my dad said he was in the U.S. Army Air Corps, and that was during the Korean War when he was stationed on Guam. And I think that would have been 1954. There you go. And Lawrence
0: Mm. also says 54. And now that you're saying that, I think you guys are heading the right direction. I believe that's right.
3: So you said 57, 54, 47. 47. And
0: Lawrence said 54 as well. And Lawrence is wrong. What was it? Jared, you got the point. It's I thought, 1947. See, you know, sometimes there are things just buried in the cockles of your mind and you have to <laughs> you have to dig <laughs> like them up. the word cockle? Well, this yeah. is the one I was expecting you it's to get right. Charles of, Dickens all over yeah, again. right The here. cockles of your mind.
3: This official historic event took thing. place on September 18th, 1947, which separated the army from the air force right. into two independent forces of the US government. Hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Before World War II, they were the it was the Army Signal Corps.
2: So when was the Korean War then? I Korean thought it was, like the or it was in the fifties, or something in the fifties. Yeah. Mm. So, but he was Maybe in the. He would have been in the U.S. He Air might have Force been or. in there before forty yeah. seven. Then, yeah.
3: Maybe. Next final question: What was the name of the first commercial airliner? The name? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm going to give okay. you some options here, so you're yes, not sir. completely in the dark. All right. Mm. Flying Star, Fireball, Comet, or Venus.
1: I don't think fireball would be a. Great <laughs> that would be really inappropriate. <laughs> well, you never know. Even comet not doesn't sound. Yeah.
0: They, don't they crash into the earth? I mean, maybe I had to what, come up with some interesting. What just was in the, the first one? There's flying star, flying
3: fireball, star. comet, or Venus.
1: You know, I'm gonna go comet. I'm gonna take a comet. Shot in the dark.
0: I'm gonna go flying star. Flying F- flying star. star for me as well. And Lawrence said Venus. Uh, You look so disappointed. Brian, it's the Comet. The uh, Comet, wow. Um,
3: I came up with Flying Star, Fireball, and Venus. Isn't that good? Wow, Didn't I do you good are. Job? You're good at throwing people <laughs> good off. Job. Prototype splashing. DH-106. Comet first took to the sky on twenty the 27th of July, 1949, and the flight lasted 31 minutes. So in the I'm letting here. Lawrence
0: know that he apparently stinks at this game. You... <laughs> I texted him that. This was my show.
3: I will and he text back him too off. and say that. Right. Um, just, but the I final score here, here me for, first. for those who haven't heard the previous questions and mm-hmm. just tuned in because it's so epic. Um, final score is Jared won, Brian won. Uh, That's it? Yeah. Everyone
0: else earned. Wow, you're good at nothing. writing hard questions.
3: Well, all of you got it right or.
0: Yeah, you all got most of them right, but one, all of it wrong.
2: Yeah. All right. So good (laughs) job,
0: guys. All right, great. Well, Sebastian, thank you very much. We're going to go out of this segment with your epic music. Epic music by Sebastian. We're going to take a short break. Listeners, stick around. It is 3.50 p.m. on Friday, January 19th. Short break, right back after this. And we're back with a little more live till 5, about 9 minutes left in the hour, 3.51 p.m. on this Friday, January 19th. You can always download the podcast through khmg.org. Listen online through the same website. Let us know you're listening through Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. I want to bring a little clarification to our delectable treats from the Hub. You still have seven minutes to get there, by the way. So back when we were talking about the four drinks, I want to give the... Correct nomenclature, as received by the head barista at the Hub, Jeremy Wendell. Great guy, by the way. Great guy. Uh, Sugar-free vanilla splash is the actual nomenclature of that drink. So if you're going to get the drink that Brian ordered, sugar-free vanilla splash. Uh, Let's see. Chris had the iced matcha with almond milk. So if you're lactose intolerant, but you're not matcha intolerant, you could get the iced matcha with almond milk so that sounds really good actually sugar-free caramel cold brew is what sebastian had and i had the royal milk tea which is earl gray breakfast tea plus half and half and while i'm at it i might as well just mention they do have some special promotions going on down there they have the white mocha special a 16 ounce used to be 375 now it's only 325 so white mocha special the twenty ounce used to be four twenty five. Now it's only three seventy five. So you can get a twenty ounce for the price of a sixteen ounce for the month of January. So hurry up, stop by the hub. Make sure you tell them you heard about it right here on our show. We have about uh, seven minutes left in this hour. Next hour, we're gonna be talking about some stranger than fiction stories, happy little accidents, and the topic today of the happy little accident segment is. Raisins, I don't know how many of you like raisins. Do you guys like raisins? Brian, are you a raisin guy? No. No? Uh, Sebastian, you like raisins? Sometimes. What about you, Chris?
2: Terrific. Love raisins. Uh, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm I'm kind of 50-50. I go through raisin phases, right? I guess they're, I'm phasing raisins. Like right? you hate them when you think it's chocolate chip. and then y- Yeah, you know. I get indignant about yeah. that. <laughs> really? Where did the chocolate chips go? <laughs> this is oatmeal raisin. I thought I ordered chocolate chip. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Or they get stuck to the bottom of your foot. Oh, man, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that getting a raisin on your foot.
1: That's never happened.
0: To Old me. raisin foot, I've never man. Had it's, it. uh, it's infuriating. <laughs> it's it, wow. and you know probably if you really really wanted to torture someone, um, you just put a bunch of Legos and raisins on the floor and make them walk through the room blindfolded. Yeah, they would be. Yeah. You'd have raisin foot and Lego toe. It would be the worst. The worst. People out there listening, they know what I'm talking about even though you guys are looking at me with puzzled puzzled expressions.
1: Jared, I have four small kids and yes? raisins <laughs> doesn't seem that bad. Really? <laughs> you, you have you ever yeah. you never stepped on a
0: raisin with your bare foot and it just sticks to your foot. Oh man. I have a grape. even, grapes. Uh, are, grapes are I think I had that the
1: other day. That was Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah that, well, and I if I don't, you don't sweep it up, it'll be a raisin eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Okay. So, and you know what's, so I'm kind of 50-50. How about craisins? you guys like craisins? Oh, no. You don't yeah. like craisins? Love them. Yeah, oh, I could eat I those do, by too. a handful. Yeah. I, I thought they those. were like super healthy and I ate lots of them and I found out it's not super healthy it's, if you eat lots of them. <laughs> yeah, actually even raisins, you think they're healthy, but they're just straight sugar. It's like the condensed petrified sugar coming from a, a grape. So it's a grape without all the all the juice basically or a cranberry without all the juice condensed down Mm. super tasty i talk about food a lot when i'm on diets because it just seems to be in the forefront of my mind yeah that happens all the time so uh we have about three minutes to the top of the hour and i know our listeners are dying to know what you guys are doing this weekend uh chris what are you doing this weekend
2: well, we, Stephen and I were talking about doing a, a different photo project for this year. Stephen, and your son the, Stephen, the, son, the
0: budding photographer. Yeah. Who is, how old is
2: he? Eight? He's nine? nine. Nine. Yeah. And we were thinking about maybe just taking photographs, creative photographs of things we find on the beach. Oh, yeah. So it could be anything. It could be a crab. It could be a, a you know, a, a jellyfish or a you know, war or something, which we've got photos yep. of, or just something that washed up, sometimes interesting looking pieces of wood or anything, uh, glass, anything that washes up on the beach. So we thought that might be an interesting project to undertake. So we haven't really taken any photos yet this year because we've taken one or two, but nothing like we were doing last year. So might do that. This uh, weekend Sounds like fun Hopefully it'll be good weather for that Sebastian, what are you doing this weekend?
3: Might go for a little swim Uh,
0: Might go for a little
3: shopping
0: Yeah, yeah Yeah. That's great That sounds like the beginning of a great uh, song You know, you can write a little song about that Go for a little swim and a little bit of shopping Yeah, great (laughs) And uh, Brian, what are you doing this weekend?
1: I think we're going to take the kids out tonight to uh, run around, get some exercise in, and then tomorrow we got...
0: um, Like, where do you take them to run around and get their exercise?
1: Either we'll do something at home, we might pick something up, and we got a trampoline out in our yard, we'll do that, or we'll head on out, we kind of, we're at that stage of life, we come home and we filter through the state of our children at the time mm. <laughs> yes and that kind of dictates what we'll do for the night so yeah. planning has gone out the window it's more of the kids aren't screaming let's do something uh, <laughs> the and, kids uh, aren't screaming let's do something <laughs> so and then tomorrow uh, we got a men's prayer breakfast in the morning yep. which is a great time and um we'll see it's my wife's birthday next weekend so we'll probably do some family things this weekend and then next weekend we'll be great her.
0: Great. Well, I'm not sure what we're doing this weekend besides men's prayer breakfast and kind of doing a little, little, we always like to uh, do some spring cleaning when we have nothing else to do. We like to just clean. We're kind of clean people. We like to clean stuff. It's just, that's my, that's my hobby is cleaning. Plus I'm starting a new class this weekend so i gotta start doing a little bit of homework i've been in denial for a while but uh, yeah it's gonna be a fun weekend well guys thank you for participating in the first hour of the quiz brian coming up and and just being a wingman and enjoying the fruits of his labor by getting that free vanilla splash wingman Wing. wingman got it uh just winging it is the theme today <laughs> chris for hanging around and we'll probably talk about a little news in the second hour as well so you guys have a great weekend. Thank you very much for coming up to the show. Listeners, thank you for being part of this first hour of the show. Of course, we have a whole other hour coming up. In just a few moments, we're going to take a break for SRN News. You're listening to episode 249 of Live Till 5 on Friday, January 19th, 2018. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barrigada Guam. Stick around for another hour of Live Till 5 after the news.
1: There's
2: a bright- his side too though we meet with the darkness and strife this on his side we also
0: We're back with the second hour of Live Till 5. It's 4.03 p.m. on this Friday, January 19th, 2018. Broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, KHMG 88.1 FM here in Barragata, Guam on this beautiful Friday afternoon in this tropical paradise. Glad to have you with us. Every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m., tune in to 88.1. Well. While we have our live local talk and Variety program intending to entertain you a little bit, edify you, educate you, inform you, give you a great alternative on your Friday afternoon drive time, if you ever miss part of the show, Saturdays, noon to two, Sunday nights, 7 and 9 p.m., catch us on The Rebound. We do that on purpose because we know most people cannot listen to two straight hours of radio. You just can't do it. Just can't do it. Too busy. So we want to make it possible for you to listen to the parts you missed or the parts you loved, again, and share it with your friends. You can also download the podcast soon after the show is over through khmg.org. You can also listen to our live stream through khmg.org. You can also download podcasts of this, not just this show, but other shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio. So I encourage you to check out khmg.org. That's our website. You can contact us through there or contact us through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. We'd love to hear from you. Now, this half of the show, as I continue to polish off my Royal Milk Tea, by the way, our folks down in the Hub, they're the best. They're the best. And they make some great drinks. They're very focused on the quality of the drinks. They have experiences. One of our baristas down there worked at caribou coffee many of you have been to the united states have been to caribou coffee it's a it's a highly reputed coffee shop and she got her training there and she brought all those skills with her here we have someone else who's worked in some local coffee shops we have people have been through all kinds of training and we have high quality ingredients and a friendly staff a comfortable place to meet folks free wi-fi beautiful music Other gift items that you can choose from. They even have bagels down there. And uh, bagels and cream cheese, great little way to start your day. Malasadas, cookies, muffins, you name it. It's a great place. So stop by there Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Hub. Tell them that you heard about them from us. We really appreciate it. And thank you to The Hub for my Royal Milk Tea. Excuse me for a second while I drink some of it. Oh, yeah, that's really good. All right. Now, we are missing Lawrence Dangas today, but, uh, you know, he's going to have a great weekend, and we will see him next week up here in the in the show. Let me mention something I came across with Fox News today. Nintendo's big announcement took everyone by surprise. Doesn't that sound like clickbait? That, that tells me nothing about Nintendo or their big announcement. So let me read on in the article. This week, Nintendo left everyone guessing what it meant by new interactive experience coming to Switch. But last night they finally got to see what it was and it took everyone by surprise. It's called the Nintendo, Nintendo Labo. L-A-B-O. It's a range of interactive build and play toy experiences made out of cardboard and rubber bands. Nintendo doesn't just want it us playing on the Switch. It wants us creating new toys with it in order to Uh, To do that, Nintendo is creating a number of cardboard kits called Toy-Cons that allow for the creation of real-world objects that are then enhanced with the Switch and its Joy-Cons. So, anyway, pretty cool. We have a lot of listeners who who either themselves or their children uh, play the Nintendo Switch. It's a neat little game console. A lot of fun stuff on there. Hey, by the way, in the first hour, I talked about one of our little segments that we call... Happy Little Accidents, this is something that, that we've been doing for a while now, and I get the idea of Happy Little Accidents from the book Accidents May Happen by by uh, Charlotte Foltz-Jones, by the way. This book was given to me by Helen Middlebrook, and uh, she's been a listener for a long time, and she liked to likes to give me different content from time to time, as many other people have, and I want to encourage you listeners... Uh, If you ever want to pass something on to me, I'd love to have it. You can give me uh, articles. You can email me ideas, suggestions, topics. You can give me content, like actually printed content or handwritten. I've had Troy and Patty and uh, Kristen and Sarah and Tammy and Lindsay. I've had all these different people. Brian, Ken, they've all given me different content that I've used on the show. And when I can get content from a listener... I, I try as hard as I can to make that fit into the show. So thank you all who have submitted content. And this one, this Happy Little Accidents content coming from this little book that Helen provided us is really great. I really enjoy it. So thank you very much. So this is our Happy Little Accidents. Today's topic, raisins. According to the author here, grapes are wonderful, but grapes left to wither and wrinkle and turn brown are even better. They're so fantastic they have been given a name of their own. Raisins, not just dried up grapes that look disgusting. No one knows who first discovered the goodness of raisins, but it's almost certain it was an accident. No one would intentionally leave a vine of delicious grapes to wrinkle and turn brown in the sun. It is believed that raisins were discovered in the Middle East where they were treasured. Any food that wouldn't spoil in the hot sun was very valuable. Prehistoric drawings in France show the raisins have been Enjoyed in southern Europe for thousands of years. They had been used for necklaces as religious symbols as early as 1000 BC. The Israelites paid taxes with raisins sometimes. Two jars of raisins in ancient Rome could buy a whole slave. And Roman doctors believed raisins could cure anything from mushroom poisoning to old age. The original mistake of leaving grapes to wither on the vine was not the only time raisins accidentally became popular. In the 1870s, many people were growing grapes in the San Joaquin Valley of California. The grapes were either eaten as fresh fruit or were made into wine. Most Americans had never heard of raisins at that time. In September 1873, a severe heat wave struck the area. Before the growers could pick all their grapes, the heat shriveled them on the vine. The grapes were lost. One grower took the dried grape crop to a grocer in San Francisco. The grocer customers discovered that the raisins made a delicious treat, and the new... Accidental raisins grew into a major industry in California. Today, most all raisins eaten in the United States are grown within the 30 miles of Fresno, California. California producer produces a third of all the world's raisins. Remember 1980s, the California raisins? Yep. Raisins are high in iron, which is important to children growing, grow, children's growing bodies. Raisins also provide potassium, magnesium, calcium, phosphorus, and certain B vitamins. Without added preservatives, raisins will stay fresh, delicious, and nutritious if kept in a cool place. Tiny, portable, unjunk. Best of all, raisins are delicious. Anyone can make raisins at home. Place clean, seedless grapes on a windowsill that gets plenty of sunshine. Allow the grapes to stand two to three weeks to reach the proper degree of moisture, which is about 15%. Four to five pounds of grapes will yield one pound of raisins. And there you go. A happy little accident. Raisins. How many of you like raisins? We had a mixed review from our guys here in the studio. I kind of made a little rant about stepping on raisins. But if that's ever happened to you, it is a a traumatizing experience. And when it comes up, it it does just, I can't help myself. Anyway, hey, today our theme is just winging it. And this came off of a conversation with a couple gentlemen at lunch today that uh, I was pondering what I was going to do for the show, and one of the people, uh, we'll call him M.H., you know, for sake of privacy, M.H. said, so what are you talking about on the radio show today? This is about twelve thirty-one o'clock. I said, well, I'm still working on a few things, pulling some things together, which is what I say when I'm not quite sure, and he said, oh, that sounds like what you say when you're not quite sure. Um, why don't you do the topic extemporaneous or impromptu speaking? because you seem to do that every week with your radio show, pulling it together at the last minute. Yeah, you're just always winging it. And I was like, bingo. We're going to talk about just winging it today. But we're not just going to talk about, you know, impromptu or extemporaneous, although we are going to get to that. I have actually a lot of information on that, that that I have prepared ahead of time, which violates the whole impromptu definition. But anyway... But in just winging it, sometimes I throw in something that's random, interesting to me, great filler for discussion, and it gets at least some of our listeners really engaged in the conversation. So, I don't know what year you graduated high school. I graduated high school and joined the United States Air Force in 1990. Uh, yes, 1990. And I pulled up, what happened in the year 1990. And it brings back a flood of memories. Let me share a few of these with you. Now, to some of you that are young, 1990 sounds like so far away. But to some of you that are my age or maybe a little older, 1990 seems like maybe it was just right around the corner. So for example, uh, let's see here. In 1990, the cost of a new house on average in America, $123,000. Average income per year in 1990, $28,962. Monthly rent was about $465. A gallon of gas was $134. An Isuzu Rodeo, which is a crossover SUV, $12,490. IBM PS1 computer, $1,000 to $2,000. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Let's see. Things that happened in 1990. Uh, let's see, the in Yemen, the North and South United, Switzerland, the World Wide Web was proposed uh, when Tim Bermers-Lee published his formal proposal for the World Wide Web during uh, November of 1990. Saddam Hussein orders Iraq invasion into neighboring Kuwait. Operation Desert Shield began, and then I joined the Air Force right around that time. Uh, let's see, Poland, Lech. Uh, Valessa Volessa became the president of Poland Saturn uh, the Saturn range of cars was launched by GM in the US in 1990 so that came to prominence and now has died off already and uh, let's see here the most complete skeleton of a T-Rex was found in South Dakota uh, Sioux, South Dakota to be exact uh, in the United States in 1990 they they named her Sue. I'm sorry, Sue the T-Rex. Earthquake in Iran killed 50,000 people, sadly, in 1990. Uh, let's see. U.S. entered a major recession in 1990, probably tied to the whole Gulf War. Uh, let's see. Ban on the trade of ivory was introduced in 1990. So before 1990, ivory was traded... Freely, there were probably things that discouraged that trade, but became illegal at that time. Let's see. A number of other things. Some, some big stuff I'm sure I'm missing here. I don't want to just do the history, but since Lawrence wasn't here to do this day in history, I wanted to at least touch on a few things from 1990, the year I graduated high school, and the year I joined the Air Force. President George Bush and Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev signed the historic agreement to end production of chemical weapons. Uh, let's see here. The Philippines, an earthquake of 7.7 on the Richter scale killed over 1,600 people. Uh, let's see. There are a number of other things. The Channel Tunnel workers from the UK and France meet 40 meters beneath the English Channel seabed. So that's the Channel. The English Channel, I think, is what they call it, or just the Channel. Boris Yeltsin became the president of Russia, the Russian Republic, that year. Uh, West Germany wins the 1990 World Cup in Italy. Uh, let's see here. And, yeah, that's about it for the historical side. Let's talk about something that I can remember because I was a senior in high school in 1990 getting ready to graduate. The top toys of 1990. So there was an Atari Lynx portable color entertainment system. These things are probably very collectible at this time. They were $169 at the time. It looked like a kind of a, a... PSP or a, almost like a game boy but the screen was smaller and but the handles were bigger and uh, it it was a precursor to the handheld gaming systems we have today of course a Furby was almost forty dollars at that time Barbie color change makeup center you see it's kind of like the shoulders up and you could literally do Barbie's hair and makeup and everything I didn't have one of those but little Tykes activity gym. Uh, let's see. Computer Warriors Computer Playset. It's kind of an interesting thing. Um, let's see. The Flat Folks Farm uh, Force One Airstrike Command was $80. It's kind of like these little mini micro figures. Nintendo Game Boy Compact Video Game System came out in 1990. These are collectible. They cost, at that time, $89.99. And it was kind of the handheld black and white LCD version of the Nintendo uh, Entertainment System. Holly Hobby, all-in-one kitchen. These things were very popular at that time. Uh, Let's see here. Santa Fe Workhorse, uh, the K-Line Santa Fe Workhorse, which was a train, a model train set, $199.99. Dollhouse with furniture and accessories was about $200. This is a big one uh, back then. Music box, record player, nerf fencing. So, of course, the nerf guns became very popular later, but that was nerf fencing. It was two nerf swords. Video technology, typewriter keyboard, VTech, which ended up making the LeapFrog and the Leap Pad, and they still make a lot of stuff today. For $39.99, it was a typewriter, uh, and a toy that was a typewriter, basically. And the Wade Boggs Throw and Score... Skill trainer. So this was like a catcher's mitt. It was named after Wade Boggs, of course, famous famous uh, baseball player at that time. I think he played for the Boston Red Sox. And then uh, the Wispy Walker. The Wispy Walker. Let me read you the description of this. Life-size 32-inch doll walks with you. She wears a stylish outfit and shoes. Vinyl head with uh, rooted acetate hair. And moving eyes, polyethylene body arms and legs twenty two ninety nine that's a value compared to some of these other things twenty three bucks for the wispy Walker and forty bucks or eighty bucks for the furby so anyway, that was 1990 I don't know where you guys were at in 1990 uh, Some of you might not have even been around at all, but uh, that was a little bit of extemporaneous That was an example of extemporaneous showmaking there because uh, I prepared a little bit. But I wanted to make it sound like I hadn't prepared much at all. Don't know if I was successful with that or not, but maybe I was. Anyway, hey, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have Chris with the news. Also going to have a little more of our topic of the day, just winging it. We're going to go all different directions with that. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about heaven. So stick around. You're listening to Live Till 5, 420 p.m. on Friday, January 19th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 249 on this Friday afternoon. Stick around, more Live Till 5 after this. a little more Live Till 5, it's 4.24 p.m. on this Friday, January 19th. Thanks for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. You know, we have this show so that we can interact with our listeners. We want to make a difference in your afternoon or if you're listening to the rebroadcast or podcast, whenever you're listening to this show, we want it to be something that has a value to you. We don't want to just do this to hear ourselves. We have a lot of fun, and because of the way radio works... We don't have an audience sitting right in front of us that we can see. We don't have facial expressions that we can play off of. We don't have, you know, crowd noise or anything like that. So unlike other mediums where you have a full duplex communication, this is kind of simplex. We're sending out a message. We're hoping that you're enjoying it. We'd love to hear back from you, of course, through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Or just when you see us, just give us a thumbs up. Tell us you what you think about the show. You don't have to tell me you like it if you don't like it. Or you can give me some suggestions, constructive suggestions, how we can make it better. And uh, one thing that definitely made this station better was when I stepped down as a station manager and Chris Harper came as a station manager because this guy, he knows his stuff. Chris has taught me much about radio since he's been here. Chris, thank you for uh, bringing the news to us today. What's
2: going on in the world? Well, several things. We want to start with uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. He said on Wednesday that North Korea is responsible for the suffering of the North Korean people. And this is from international economic sanctions that have been imposed over its nuclear weapons program. Now, he voiced skepticism that humanitarian aid to alleviate that suffering would reach the people who need it. Tillerson spoke to reporters aboard his plane back to Washington a day after a meeting with US allies to discuss intensifying sanctions pressure on north korea the authoritarian government of king kim jong-un is often criticized for spending scarce resources on nuclear and missile development despite chronic malnutrition among its people now the u.s stance could put it at odds with close partner south korea whose government is re-engaging the rival North after years of escalating tensions and is thought to be considering provision of humanitarian aid through the United Nations, which has a longstanding program to help feed needy women and children. Now, in business news, Apple said on Thursday that it will not hold a bidding process when it chooses the site for a planned new U.S. campus, marking a stark difference from the public contest that Amazon.com has held for its second headquarters. Now, Apple's new campus is unlikely to be located in California, and that's where they have their Spaceship Apple Park campus in Cupertino uh, or in Texas where it has facilities in Austin, and those house customer service and some computer assembly operations. Apple announced plans for this new site on Wednesday, along with a five-year, $30 billion U.S. spending plan that will generate 20,000 jobs and is expected to pay $38 billion in taxes based on its foreign profits. The company said it plans to announce the location of the site, later this year. Wow. Now, I have two uh, stories that are connected, uh, and I'll explain how uh, to read uh, at the end here. Uh, the U.S. government, first of all, is seeking to further protect the, quote, conscious and religious freedom, unquote, of health workers whose beliefs prevent them from carrying out abortions or other such procedures. The US Department of Health and Human Services said on Thursday it will create a division within its Office of Civil Rights to give it the quote focus it needs to more vigorously and effectively enforce existing laws protecting the rights of conscience and religious freedom unquote. Healthcare workers, hospitals and religious or hospitals with religious affiliations and medical students among others have been bullied by the federal government to provide these services despite existing laws on religious and conscience rights. The top HHS officials have said, quote, the federal government has hounded religious hospitals, forcing them to provide services that violate their consciences. This is from HHS Secretary Eric Hargan. Medical students, too, he said, have learned to do procedures that violate their consciences. Now, many people probably don't realize how many hospitals are religious in
0: their founding. The where I'm from in Missouri, we have the Catholic hospital system. Sure. So we have St. Luke's, and you know all these different St. They're all I think related to St. Luke's, but it's part of the Catholic hospital system. It's not Catholic in. You know, outward uh, it doesn't promote Catholicism, but the Catholic Church was was uh, part of the founding of it. I would imagine as some type of outreach or something like that, and it still has retained the name. It says the Catholic Hospital System in the in the longer title. Um, sometimes they'll have chaplains that are priests and things like that. But uh, and I know some hospital systems like they they will have some. Religious workers, the Presbyterian hospital system. The there's Lutheran hospital systems. There are different ones that have been established that way. People yeah. probably don't realize how
2: uh, predominant that is. The Same where I came from. We have three hospitals in Spokane. Uh, World class hospitals, actually. Sacred Heart, Catholic. Yep. Uh, Deaconess, Catholic, and Holy Family, all Catholic. Yep. We hospitals. have the ba- We
0: have a Baptist hospital too. In yeah. it's called Baptist Hospital. Right. And that's it, you know it was. Whoever was involved in the founding, they used, uh, you know, yeah. part of the reason they founded the hospital had something to do with their religious views. And
2: so they tagged that name on there. So, yeah, there's an entire thesis, if you um, get into it, on uh, who does good in society. And today there is the myth that people who are progressive and promote uh, government solutions are actually sort of the conscience of society, that could not be further from the truth if you look at the dollars spent from their own pockets to promote uh, uh, the welfare of society. It's the other spectrum of uh, citizen uh, that is not, does not promote progressive or government-sanctioned aid um, that actually from their own pocket Yep. And who form the organizations that are the safety net of society and uh, things of that nature? So there's a there's a whole thesis on uh, if you look back historically, and then you can look at current day, and you'll find that that happens to be the case. People who are somehow tethered to a higher moral authority they they have a moral conscience because they believe in a moral lawgiver. So there's a whole there's a whole, um, a system of thought on why that's the case, but mm-hmm. but uh, that's exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yep. Uh, so in a related story, but on the opposite spectrum, I saw a video on this, and it was a. It's hard to have a shocking video, to be honest. There's shocking videos seem to not exist anymore, but this was as close as I came to it. And it was a discussion of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. He was speaking before a group. And this is a story from the BBC regarding this. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has established a policy mandating that groups that apply for youth employment grants support abortion rights. The policy has angered religious groups from many faiths And there are also American conservatives that are concerned about this. Canada Summer Jobs grant applicants must check a box on their forms stating they support human rights. And that includes, quote, reproductive rights, unquote. Mr. Trudeau dismissed the backlash as a kerfuffle. A new clause in the grant application for the Canada Summer Jobs Program and the Youth Service Corps demands that applicants check a box that says, quote, my organization's core mandate respects individual human rights in Canada. These include reproductive rights. Now listen to this whole thing. These include reproductive rights and the rights to be free from discrimination On the basis of sex, religion, race, national or ethnic origin, color, mental or physical disability, or sexual orientation and gender identity or expression. So there's three things in there that are pretty obvious to step outside the definition of uh, discrimination from the history of Canada and the history of the United States. The jobs program funds more than 70,000 summer jobs for youths between the ages of 15 and 30. It's hard to see that you're a youth when you're 30, but uh, the clause was added after the government was forced to pay a court settlement to three anti-abortion groups after it denied them funding in 2017. Now, what you need to do is you need to see Justin Trudeau speaking about this.
0: I saw there was a clip. I did not not listen to it. I saw there's a clip out there. It's, uh, it's, it's, um... It will alarm you. He's speaking to like a, a, room, a smaller room of people. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what the setting was.
2: Yeah, and it, the reason it's alarming is because the, of the uh, growing tide in the West, uh, particularly in uh, Europe and in Canada, um, and it's, it could be Western or Eastern Europe, uh, the, the tide against religious freedom. And, um, when you have the, you know, the, the prime minister of a country like Canada that has enjoyed freedom, uh, speaking with such, um, uh, I guess, I guess you would call it, um, he is closing the door on the idea that you can be, uh, you can exist within polite society and especially within the, um, Sort of the uh, the collective political discussion. If you believe certain things, we're wow. not going to allow you to believe certain things. And if you do, we're going to cut you off from polite society and from um, the civic life. Hmm. You know, yeah, and so you're not a, welcome here. It's a very uh, now it's, it's pretty subtle because. You know, he's got he puts a happy face on and he's uh, he's um, engaging and he's very uh, animated and and all of that. And so um, when somebody is speaking like that, you don't always grasp the gravity of what they're what they're speaking about. But it's a it's a little a glimpse into uh, what the future could hold. And we would do well not to take some of these things lightly. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, uh, I encourage people to read more on this. Do you get most of those articles from the SRN News website?
2: This is from the the first three articles I read were from SRN News. I had to go farther afield to the BBC on the Justin Trudeau story. The the reporting internationally um, is actually uh, quite good. It just gives the facts of Hey, they're not going to allow people who believe certain things mm-hmm. to participate, and um, and so that hasn't been the case in the past. Of course, if you take the idea that you can't believe certain things, and you take it to its logical conclusion, uh, anything could be discrimination. Yeah. You don't like uh, the tax bill, well, you can't get government funding. You don't like uh, this candidate that's running for something or this government official, then you're discriminating. If you uh, because when discrimination becomes based on your belief system and not based on immutable characteristics, then uh, things spiral quite quickly.
0: Mm. People need to keep themselves informed of these issues. That's why it's good to be aware of what's happening in the world around us as Christians. So thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks for bringing us the news today. Yep. All right. And listeners, stick around. We're going to take a short break. we come back, we're going to talk about Just Winging It, including... What in the world are buffalo wings? I know someone who thought until they were a teenager that buffaloes had wings because they'd never seen a buffalo before and they thought that's what they were eating. Only to find out later on they're actually chicken wings. Anyway, we're going to talk about just winging it. Chicken wings, buffalo wings. And what does it mean to just say just winging it? So a little more of all that after this short break. more live till 5, 4.42 p.m. on this Friday, January 19th. Just winging it today. Just winging it. Speaking of, Time Magazine wrote up a brief history of buffalo wings. You like buffalo wings? Well, there are at least two different versions, according to this article, of buffalo wings' origin. Although they contain the same basic facts, the first plate of wings was served in 1964 at a family-owned establishment in Buffalo, New York. Called the Anchor Bar, the wings were the brainchild of Teresa Bellissimo who covered them in her own special sauce, served them with a side of blue cheese and celery because that's what she had available. Except for the occasional naysayer who claimed to be the true inventor, these facts are reasonably undisputed. The rest of the story is anybody's guess. In 1980, Teresa Bellissimo's husband, Frank, told the New Yorker that the wings had been invented out of necessity. They had accidentally received a shipment of wings instead of other chicken parts and didn't know what to do with them. However, Bellissimo's son, Dominic, disputed his father's story. He claimed that the wings were an impromptu midnight snack Teresa created at his request. Uh, Let's see here. And basically she made it for him and his friends. The stories don't necessarily contradict each other. Perhaps Teresa decided to serve her son some extra chicken wings from the mistaken shipment. But all three family members have since passed away so it's impossible to verify which version is absolutely correct the city of buffalo doesn't even seem concerned about the details of its own namesake dish the northern new york town has celebrated chicken wing day ever since july 29th 1977 proper buffalo wings should be snapped in half so that they resemble tiny drumsticks rather than their original harder to eat akimbo shape They are then deep-fried without any coating or breading, after which slathered in a zesty, bright orange sauce, a combination of melted butter, hot sauce, and red pepper that coats your fingers and somehow manages to get all over your clothes no matter how many napkins you use. Those are buffalo wings. I like buffalo wings. The Today Show did a, a piece on the 13 best chicken wing spots in the U.S. Maybe you've been to some of these. San Francisco Hot Sauce and Panko is the name of theirs. Los Angeles has Cha-Cha Chicken. Denver has Fire on the Mountain. Austin, Texas, a place called Plucker's Wings. Plucker's Wings in Austin, Texas. These are all the best, according to the Today Show. I mean, you know, it's relative. Miami has a place called the Sports Grill. New Orleans has the Wing Snack. Wing Snack. New York City, Turntable Chicken Jazz. Let's see here. You have uh, Chicago has Jake. Melnick's Corner Tap Chicken Wings and then Atlanta has Jack's Pizza and Wings. Boston has Penguin Pizza. Portland also has Fire on the Mountain, I think just like Denver there. Philadelphia, the Royal Tavern has the best wings, according to this article. So, have you ever been to any of those places? Any of them as good as the Today Show says? Well, that's just winging it there, talking about wings, but I'm really not just going to talk about wings. I mean, Sebastian did a quiz about airplanes, wings, hint, hint. And now we're going to talk about just the idea of just winging it. You ever use any other idiom that is the same as saying, oh, I just am going to wing it? Like, for example, saying something off the cuff. Uh, Off the cuff remarks such as speech or decisions, is that's one that is not planned or thought of before. I believe that this idiom, if my memory serves me, comes from, People, when they were trying to make just quick remarks, maybe they're sitting at the table and they have to get up and give a speech or a remark or a thank you. In the old days, they had these like paper cuffs that they would wear under their jackets and you could write carefully on there a few little words that would help you. And so it seemed like you're talking totally off, the, off of uh, just out of your memory or top of your head, I guess would be another way of saying it. But they actually had some comments written on their cuffs. So it's called off the cuff. Uh, let's see here. Or have you ever heard someone say, to wing it, like I have been saying all day? It's an idiom that means to improvise, to do something without proper preparation or time to rehearse. People often talk about winging it when they have to do something difficult that they didn't have time to prepare for, like make a speech or give a presentation. They might say something like, sorry, if it seems a bit disorganized, I'm totally winging it. You tell people you're winging it, that you're improvising, so that they won't expect too much from you, um, or so that they will be more forgiving if you make a mistake. That's uh, from betteratenglish.com. Let's see here. Uh, and then, of course, wing it. If this phrase can has come from a lot of different things. could be um, the old expression, when someone did something on a wing in a prayer. It alludes to aircraft that returns to base uh. Uh, more in hope than in expectation. Like, for example, they got shot during World War II and they're barely making it back, so they make it back to base on a wing and a prayer. Um, uh, If that's not the origin, it could be uh, from a theatrical expression refers to impromptu performances given by actors who hurriedly learn their lines while waiting in the wings of the stage to receive uh, uh, their prompts from there. So... It could also go back even farther, but those are kind of the two general, you know, most commonly accepted ideas where winging came from. And uh, of course, of course, not a course, a course is what we say in Missouri. Of course, this is all related. Winging it off the cuff. Today, the, the, the conversation that led to us choosing this topic of just winging it today was really talking about extemporaneous and impromptu speaking. So I found a website here, a communication skills website, that says, most dictionaries equate extemporaneous and impromptu speaking, suggesting that both are, quote unquote, speaking off the cuff, with little or no preparation. But those who teach public speaking skills have long maintained that there is a difference. They do define impromptu speaking as speaking off the cuff with little or no preparation, but they define extemporaneous speaking as speaking that appears to be off the cuff and therefore spontaneous, but that requires preparation and rehearsal, especially to be effective. So there is a difference. Impromptu speaking is basically you have no time to prepare. You get up and you you speak with the knowledge you have already in your mind Uh, whereas extemporaneous, you have preparation time, but you're trying to speak in a way that seems spontaneous. It is spontaneous. So I also had someone at lunch today, Dennis, was mentioning how he thought there was a quote out there by Winston Churchill that referred to if you had to speak for a minute, you'd prepare for a long time. If you had to speak for a long time, you'd prepare. You wouldn't even need to prepare. So... The quote, I believe, was uh, when a cabinet member asked Winston Churchill about speaking, he asked, how long am I going to speak for? And they said, why? And he said, well, because if I only have to speak for a minute, it's going to take me a long time. And then if I have to speak for a long time, I can do it right now. Well, I tracked it down, Dennis. And the quote is not attributed to Winston Churchill, but it is another famous world leader that begins with the letters W-I. So you were on the right right trail, but it was actually Woodrow Wilson who is uh, not necessarily known as being a great speaker. I mean, he might have been. It's just not what he's known for. So according to the website that I found this on, uh, let's see here. In 1895, a minister named J. N. Hall gave a speech at a meeting of the Men's Sunday Evening Club, as reported in Rockford, Illinois, newspaper. Hall ascribed an instance of the saying, Rufus Choate, who was an orator and a senator from Massachusetts who died decades earlier, 1859. The version was, um, you know, basically a third-party discussion. But this is what Rupert Choate had said about Woodrow Wilson, or this is what Rupert Choate had said about a conversation he overheard, And basically, then later on, Woodrow Wilson used the same phrase. He was quoting. He didn't give credit that it was a quote. He took it on as his own. So Woodrow Wilson said this, but it actually is attributed to almost 100 years earlier, where basically... There's a great deal of uh, condensation in these days of compressed yeast and potted ham, and I'm reminded of an incident of Rufus Choate, who being asked to make a speech on a certain occasion said, quote, if it is to be a minute speech, I shall need four weeks in which to prepare. If a half hour speech, then two weeks. But if I'm to talk all day, I'm ready now. So there you go. That's uh, talking about winging it and uh, improvising and extemporaneous speaking. So there you go. Some of the most famous extemporaneous speeches of all time, according to this list I found, uh, thestraightdope.com. This is kind of a blog site, so I'm going by what someone listed here. But like Bob Kennedy's, Martin Luther King was shot and killed tonight. Um, That was part of his, uh, Robert F. Kennedy's speech was extemporaneous. Lou Gehrig, um, the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Was a uh, improvised speech, Chief Joseph Nez Pierce, um, the heart is sick and sad speech, uh, very inspirational speech. Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death, was extemporaneous. Henry V of England's speech at Agincourt, and Theodora, to die as a king or to live as a nothing, those were were at least reported to be extemporaneous speeches, uh, improvised, impromptu. Uh, speeches where there was little to no preparation so i want to take a very short break now when i come back i want to wrap up the show you're listening to live till five it's 4 53 p.m on friday afternoon stick around for the last few minutes after this
2: God walk with me, walk with me, Lord, God walk with me. While I'm on this old teacher's journey, I want Jesus to walk with me.
0: And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. Let me just encourage you, if you don't have a church home to visit, visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday morning. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service, but we do have classes at 9.30 a.m., all kinds of Bible classes, programs for the kids as well. Sunday evening, 6 p.m. this week, we have a special guest speaker. You'll hear his interview on Heart of Harvest this weekend, or Harvest Time, I'm sorry, Harvest Time. Joe Helm, attorney and pastor Want to just share real quick just a list of things about heaven. I read this article but it was an interview with Randy Alcorn who wrote a book called Heaven and it's published on the Lifeway website. You can look this up very easily. But nine facts about heaven that will surprise you. Just a few here. We won't miss our old lives. We won't become angels. We won't be tempted. We will have work to do. We'll still experience emotions. We still won't know everything. We will recognize one another, and then there's he lists a couple different things about what else happens in heaven. It's a great article, and since we're talking about just winging it, and angels have wings, you know you can see how I wrapped it all up there for you. All right, I hope you have a great weekend. This has been a great show, fastest two hours of my life. Every Friday, this three to five p.m. If you ever miss part of the show, noon to Saturday, noon to two Saturdays. 7 to 9 p.m. on Sunday nights. We just love to have you tune in and catch the parts of the show that you miss. Of course, you can always download the podcast of not just this show, but other great programs like Building Great Leaders with Dr. Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. Doug McLaughlin. Take Note with Chris Harper, Harvest Echoes, great preaching that's happened here over the years that we just don't want to lose. We want to make sure we're getting that in your hands. And many other, Harvest Time and Heart of Harvest and things like that. I also want you to know that we've cataloged more and more of these old messages and different things that have been shared here at Harvest, and we made them available through our website, khmg.org. You can go in, you can look by topic, by scripture reference, by speaker, and uh, you can use those resources. Download them, listen to them. Great resource to you, a whole library of resources available for you there on our website, khmg.org. And of course, you can download the podcast for this show. Subscribe to that. We love to know that people are using the material that we produce here. And this is episode 249. I don't know what we're going to do for episode 250 next week. We'll see. We got to do something big, something special, something fun. Maybe you can send me a message on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. Send us a private message. Let us know some ideas that we could do for our big 250th episode because... Honestly, when we started, we didn't think we were going to go 250 episodes, so we are, in, we are, we are way beyond uh, how much fun we thought we could have with this show, now going into our fifth year, just really a, a blessing, actually ending our fifth year, going into our sixth year, so it's been a good time, and I do thank you listeners for hanging with us, I get so many nice comments from people, old and young, uh, that listen to the show, on, either it's on Fridays or some people catch it on the weekends. But we really appreciate all of the sentiment we get back from you. We do this so that we can be a blessing to you. We want to give you an alternative on your Friday afternoon, Saturday drive time, Sunday evenings after church. We want you to have a little something to listen to that is a little different, definitely a light approach, but we do that on purpose. We want to let our hair down a little bit and enjoy. So we do enjoy you, the listeners. Thank you so much for listening. You're catching us here on 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Baragata Guam. It's Friday, January 19th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host of Live Till 5, every week 3 to 5 p.m. Make sure you tune in. Have a great weekend.